Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. This week when uh, I thought of the title, which is Trusting God in Times of Uncertainty, I started asking myself a question. Well, when are there times that I doubt him? When are there times in my life that I don't believe that God is with me? When are there times where maybe I choose to believe that he's not with me? Because I'm so used to holding on to what I know, which is hurt and pain and rage, anger and resentment. Because things in life sometimes don't seem fair to me. So since they're not fair to me, why would I trust a God who actually says that all things work together for good, for the good of those who love him? Doesn't say all things will be good. But I believe sometimes I want things to be good. I don't want to deal with a whole lot of craziness, a lot of drama, a lot of issues and things that happen in my own life. So I asked the question, when do I doubt him? When things are good, God is good. But when things are bad, eh, pray for me, y'all. I'm just going through. But God can't be good. Why is that? What's happening to us in the midst of what we're going through that is so intoxicating that we miss him? Our text today, we have two. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to go to John 16, 33. I'm reading from the Message Bible. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the screen, but if it is, great. Um, I'm going to read from the message, so just follow along. It's there. Excellent. So it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Say right there. Embracing What God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So here's the thing. Regardless of what life brings, you must embrace what God is doing for you. God is not placing you in situations that will jack your life up. Hear me when I say that. He's not placing you in situations that's going to jack your life up. It's the truth. Moving on. Verse 2. God does for you. What? I'm sorry. Don't become so well. Oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Excuse me, folk. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, 
God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Let's go to John 16, 33. I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. Let's go back to the beginning of that. Uh, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. Trusting God in times of uncertainty. I guess the question I had to ask myself and I'll ask you, do you believe with all certainty that God is God? Because here's how we know. One time my wife and I were walking at Lake Artemisia. And if you haven't been and you live around the area, you need to go. It's beautiful out there. Not too far from here. I'm plugging it. Sorry. So we're walking and my wife said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, my story is his glory. And I said, what? Hey, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. So here's the thing. Our lives are testimonies. So we are witnessing who we worship in how we relate. So when things come up that you can't handle, how do you witness who God is in your life during those times? Yes, life sucks, but God doesn't. Yes, life can be hard, but God loves you. Yes, sometimes the world wants to take your peace, but God is the one who gives you the peace that passes all understanding. So where's your focus? Is your focus on what happens? Or is your focus on who's coming to get you and who knows you, who's got you in the palm of his hands? Where's your focus? Trusting God in times of uncertainty, in times of doubt. And I tell you, you know, growing up, there have been many times that I've doubted God, not because of him, but because of his children. I mean, let's think about it. There's something that somebody may have done to you that told you, based on your thought, that God isn't God. Because you either trusted that person, or you trusted in what that person may or may say they could do for you, but they didn't do it. Not only did they not do it, they took from you and did not replenish you. So it could be a church, it could be family, it could be work, it could be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. What happened? What happened that all of a sudden God is not God anymore? There's a, there, whenever you hear something in the word that talks about what God will do, it's the truth. But are you patient enough to stay in that space where it's not happening right away? 
to know that he is answering now for then. The difficulty is the now because we want it now. We want relief now. We want this now. I want that now. I want him. I want her. But do you want him more than anything else? So when you are disappointed, where do you go? Do you, do you all of a sudden turn your back on the one who still walks with you? It's, man, I wish, I wish I could show you exactly how God responds when you don't respond to him. Because what happens is he is still walking with you, though you are not wanting to talk to him or be around him. He's still responding to you. He is still standing at the door of your heart knocking. Says it in the word, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Do you realize that's a promise you can hold on to? There's no time where that promise is not going to come true. The issue is, is can you believe that he is truth? Seriously. Sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes we look at the world and we operate on the world's thoughts trying to figure out God. It can't happen. It says, be not conformed to this world in the King James, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means that what you see is not what you see. It means that you have started to, we have started to believe a lie. And we have held on to lies and deceit and the confusion and chaos because in the midst of that, we have forgotten to call on the one who is still standing at the door of our heart knocking. There is no uncertainty with God. I'm going to speak for me. The more I doubt, that's the problem. It's not what I do afterwards. It's the thought first. It is. Once I believe in my mind that God isn't God, I've messed up. Because the actions, you can't say, well, God isn't God. Then all of a sudden you come in here, you are the anchor for my soul. You won't let, because you're lying. You're lying. Sorry, I got to call it out. You're lying. Let me tell you why. See, and, and, and here's the thing. I'm going to speak for me. I have understood now that I decided to believe that love wasn't for me years ago. And I said this one time when I was speaking here before. So since I believe that, whenever I sing a song about love, every time I said it, I didn't really believe it. Because whatever that situation was at that particular time took it from me. No, I gave it. I I chose not to believe that love lifted me. But yet I'm in here saying, he loves us. Say, yes, yes, Lord. And I go home and I'm still doubting him. 
I go home and I still, I'm still sitting around fretting, trying to figure out what's going on in my life. Why is this happening to me? I cannot believe that person treated me that way. Are you serious? Do you realize how hard it must have been for Jesus? Nah, it wasn't actually. But, but if it was us, it would be difficult for us to come here and live amongst folk and then die. <laughs> It'd be difficult. Because if we had our heart and we walked with these folk and folk was talking about us and spitting on us and doing all these different things and, and, and saying things that weren't true, we would quit. But see, what Jesus knew was that his father was always with him. So do we know that Jesus is always with us? That's the important part. If you know that Jesus is always with you, we don't need to worry. Amen. We don't need to fear. I'm serious. I know for me, I'm going to say it for me because I can't speak for you. Sometimes it gets a bit like, man, this is really not going to work out. But the Lord had already said that it would. So when it seems like it's not, is God lying? When he's already promised in his word that he will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm telling you, it's time for us to really face ourselves. Do we honestly believe that God is God? Do we believe that he's got our best interests at heart, no matter what it is that's going on? No matter what. To us. I can, I can relate to my sister here. What is your name? I can relate to Whitney. You know, at one point in time last year, my, my wife and I were taking care of my father, and he passed last August. In the time that I, we were with him, I realized that God was God. Let me tell you how. Because life kept happening. You can turn on the TV. Shows were still going on. People were still going to work. People were still hanging out. People were still doing their thing. People were going to church. People were doing everything. But I, my wife and I, we stayed with, with dad. But life still happened. My focus wasn't on life. My focus was on God. And my focus was on my father. Since my focus was on God and on my father, the stuff didn't matter. Our focus has to change. He walks with us, and he talks with us, and he tells us we are his own. There's no time that the Lord takes a break from you. He has, and this blows my mind, he has full attention to each and every one of us in here. Full. There's nothing divided about his attention to us. But where is our attention? So while my dad, while we were staying with dad, I had, I, had to fig, I had to figure out within myself, was life more important than love? It's a crazy question, but it's a true question. Is life more important than the love of God? Because, see, what happens is life will suck you dry. And then we, we try to find love through life rather than through the giver of life which is outrageous. 
So that's why sometimes we end up getting into situations we didn't plan on getting into because we're moving through life rather than through love. Our focus needs to stay on Christ no matter what. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Satan, all he needs is for you to just be just a tad bit off. You can attend a place and you can sing to God, but are you attentive to him? Are you even present now? Can he get to you now? Is life so messed up that you can't see that God is the one who makes everything new? Every day I have an opportunity to thank him for a new day. So if I have an opportunity to thank him for a new day, I have an opportunity to choose life in him. I don't need to wake up in the morning and check MSN to see what's going on. I don't necessarily need to go on Facebook and see who is mad about what. I don't need to hit social media of any type to figure out what's happening in this life. How much time did Jesus spend checking out the headlines when he walked this earth? Take your time. Because he was the word of God. And he stayed present to the Father. That's why so many people were drawn to him because he didn't have any nonsense in his life that was keeping him from being focused on us. We have enough of him in us to be attentive to each other. I don't care how you were raised. I don't care if you were, sorry, let me not say I don't care. I'll say it this way. Well, how you were raised, if you were abused, if you went through things that were just horrible, remember God is still with you because you're here today and you have the opportunity to say, I was abused. You have the opportunity to say, I was this, I was that. But God, or you could just say, I was abused and I was this and I was that and I'm sick of it and I'm sick of life. And so your witness will testify to your focus. I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to get in God's way. I've been getting in his way for years. No, I got this, God. The Lord is saying, don't go that way. No, I got you, I got you. Then I come back like, Lord, I, I was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, and he's so good. Because he's not like saying, dummy, I told you. He's like, he's still, he's still with arms outstretched. He loves me. How many of you honestly think you got this? I got this. Because sooner or later, you'll have to stand on what you think you got. I'm going to keep it real. There's, no, there's nobody who you said held you down that's going to speak for you. God is not going to say, okay, all right, Whitney, we're going to just let you pass. I'm going to talk. No. Whitney, what did you do with the life I gave you? Satan, listen, Satan hates you. So he will jack your life up as much as he can. And in doing so, he wants you to conform to him. 
It started in Satan's mind, and then Satan operated from his thoughts. He didn't even know at first. But once he realized what he was doing, he had a choice, and he still choosed, chose sorry, to just go for it and believe God wasn't God. Today, you have an opportunity if you've not had one before. But if you've had one before, I'm giving you another one. God is God. Do you believe in him enough to let go of your life and give it to him? Regardless of how it looks, regardless of what you have or don't have, regardless of who is for you or not, regardless of what somebody did or what they didn't do, can you let it go? Yeah, straightforward. Because that's really it. I have decided to make Jesus my choice. And let me tell you why. Because I can't make it without him. And I know that. I don't care what I've gone through. I don't have the answers without him. I don't think you come here just to be entertained. I know you hear that word a lot. But it's important because most of us are great with the glitz of what worship brings. So it's easier to hear the band going off. It's easier to hear the singing. It's easier to check out the lights. But it's so much difficult to check out your heart. Because that is where worship really happens. You can lift up your hands all you want to. That don't mean they're holy. You can say praise the Lord all you want to. That don't mean that he is your Lord. I'm going to keep it real. It starts here. Make Make a decision for him. Because he has decided that he wants you. He wanted you before we wanted him. Today what I want to do, simple. If you want to lay it down, give it to God. Know that no matter what happens in my life, I'm just going to praise him. I'm just going to celebrate him. Stand to your feet. I don't want you to miss the point of this. I am not one to put anybody on the spot. I'm not one to ask you to do something you don't want to do. I want you to understand how much I'm understanding how much God loves me. And I fought so hard not to let it in. But the more I let it in, the harder it is. I'm telling you, it's hard. But I would not make a different choice. Because I know in the end, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. 
and I want as many people to go home with me. I'm serious. I'm going home. This place is interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say it sucks, but I, I'm going to use a different. It's interesting. There's a battle going on inside of you. Light and darkness are going at it. But whenever light is on the scene, we know that God is there. Whenever darkness tries to overtake you, know the light of the Father still covers you. Man, he loves you so much. He loves me. Last thing, I honestly believed that I was not worth loving. I want you to know nobody in here is not worth loving. I want you to know that. I don't care what you believe about you. I'm telling you because God knows you. You think you know something. You don't. 1 Corinthians 13, in, the, in one of the versions, it says we know so little. And we operate from that little bit of knowledge that we have. God loves you. And he'll do anything he needs to do to save you. So rejoice in the life of uncertainty because God will see you through. Amen. 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 Lord, let me pray for you. Lord, at this moment in time, we are standing for you. Thank you for already standing for us. In your holy name, amen. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.